Hey, what's up, world? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and I'm happy to present episode 76 of the... Shoot that shit. All right. Shit the shit. You'll get the shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. I am your host, founder, creator of the Shooting the Shit STS Podcast. This is going to be episode 76. Really glad to be back with you guys. I know we're going through these pods real fast, and that's the way we're going to provide the content. And if you guys are listening to this, you're listening to the audio version, which means you're getting exclusive, exclusive content. I really appreciate you guys coming on. I really enjoyed you guys following the STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us for all podcast news. We got so many great podcasts coming up. We got a great podcast for you guys today. And if you guys, you know, want to suggest where people can listen to this podcast make sure you send them over to apple podcast anchor spotify google podcast iHeartRadio, wherever you can find your podcast i promise you the sts podcast will be on there y'all and man we're nothing without the returning listeners returning listeners welcome to the show as always ernie c is here to provide you guys with some exclusive stuff. New listeners, this is going to be the show for you guys. I appreciate every single one of you guys coming out. The numbers are doing great. I didn't know if um, I was going to stagnate the podcast by dropping so many in so little time, but... This is what we got going on, especially when we have a schedule that we set and we're going to incorporate coaches from the field. We're going to incorporate our guests. We got to go at a pace that's a little more faster than we're used to. We're so used to dropping once a week. Now we're doing twice a week, three times a week. And I'm all for it, honestly, man. I think we got to keep we got to keep going. We got to keep pushing. And we're, we can't keep pushing. We can't go at the pace that we're going at without our sponsors. And you notice I said sponsors. Let's give a big shout out to our sponsor, Coco Glow by M. This is a spray tanning specialist located in Bakersfield, California. She's ready to get your tan right, ladies and gentlemen. This is an affordable option for you, and it's going to take your beauty to the next level. Coco Glow by M is located at 612 18th Street. And if you do book your tan, don't forget, if you mention the STS podcast, you're going to get three tans for the price of two. Buy two tans, get one free just by mentioning the STS podcast. Make sure you do that now. It's only appointment only. So contact M at 661-348-1365 or on Instagram. Coco underscore glow underscore by underscore M. Coco Glow by M is one of our sponsors for today's podcast. And we have a new sponsor today, y'all. Bakersfield Cell Phone Repair. It's the number one cell phone repair shop in Bakersfield. You know, we have black screens, crack screens. Phone repairs, phone accessories, cases, and whatnot. Bakersfield Cell Phone Repair will repair your phone and gonna give you the best accessories possible. They do iPhone, Samsung, LG, Nokia, almost every brand you can think of. Bakersfield Cell Phone Repair will take care of you. It's located Caddy Corner from the Valley Plaza, right next to Cars Jr. on 2400 Ming Avenue. That's gonna be sweet to be. And if you mention the STS podcast at the time of your purchase, you're gonna get 10% off. So make sure you come. Contact Bakersfield Cell Phone Repair at 661-412-4551. And again, big shout out to our sponsors, Coco Glow by M and the Bakersfield Cell Phone Repair. Man, I cannot state how appreciative I am. We're getting more sponsors, y'all, and we got more coming. And 
this is what we're talking about. We're trying to take this thing here, this STS podcast. We're trying to shoot the shit to the next level. We're trying to do things that not even not I'm not saying we nobody's ever done this in the field, but no one's ever done this in the county in the state. We're trying to take this little thing we got in the little ass room, my little office. We're trying to take it to the level that no one's seen before. We got video podcasts now. We got audio exclusives. We got things we never thought would be a virtue to us. And man, I want you guys to represent the STS podcast. If you guys need the STS shirt, hoodie, tank top, whatever you need, the STS um podcast is ready to provide that for you merchandise is on sale now everything's $15 I got the new shoot that shit shirt shoot that shit is only $15 with the logo in the back appreciate everybody tuning into the show man I hope you guys enjoy what we got going on here it's really genuine it's really from the heart and uh, I know it, it, it's 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 crazy. We got some great guests on here. Shout out to my guy Richie Bowling from North High. Uh, you know, it was the debut, of, uh, the debut, or before his home debut. Sorry about that. Try to say that seven times. Before his home debut, he came on the podcast, showed us some love. Shout out to North High. Shout out to Highland. Uh, we're gonna try to keep this going. We want to keep the community as a focus here in our podcast. And again, this this podcast is nothing without the listeners, without the viewers, without the guests who want to be on this podcast. So I really. Really am appreciative. I can't state it enough. I'm really, really happy, man. I'm really psyched. I'm really um, overwhelmed too by the love that we're getting. And man, we can start real fast with some exclusive stuff. Let me tell you what I was really overwhelmed with yesterday. So we know everybody right now is getting their COVID vaccine shots. I got my second one yesterday. I got the Moderna uh, vaccine. And the first day I was good. I was slapping my arm when I got injected. That all oh, this shit ain't nothing. Let me tell you guys something. The next day, which was yesterday, I had body aches galore. I was fucking hurting. I have never had body aches like this in a long time. I thought, oh man, I couldn't even move. I was stuck in bed. I felt like my joints were like dried up and I was hurting, man. I, I went to get a massage for the first time in my life. Shout out to my girlfriend for helping me out on that one. I did not feel any I didn't feel any better at all. These body aches were crippling. And shout out to Tylenol. And I got a little allergies right now, so excuse me. The Tylenol did help a little bit. It's a rest. I took a little nap. And I I bounced back today. I feel a lot better today. I feel like um, I feel a, lot, a thousand times better. I don't feel achy at all. I'm able to move. But, man, yesterday... And they warned me about the second dose. Second dose is always going to put you on your ass. And, man, let me tell you guys something. That they put me on my ass. And again, recommend, I don't know how you guys feel about that. But if you can, get vaccinated, y'all. Let's protect one another. Let's see what happens. I do have some questions, though. This is the STS podcast. We have some questions. I want to know, if, how long does this thing last? How long is this going to protect me? Is this going to protect me uh in the event there's another strain out there, is this going to protect me for life? Is this going to protect me from getting it from others? Am I still going to be able to get it? Things like that I want to know. Is this just like the flu shot? Um, if I get it, can I pass it on to somebody else since I do have the uh, the vaccine? Or is this vaccine going to protect me from somebody around me? So what, I, I'm still, we're still trying to figure out those options. I got it because honestly, I just want to say that I have it. In the event that I do want to you know, travel, in the event that I do want to go visit some family members who are a little bit older, I can say, yo, I'm vaccinated. I'm good to go. In two weeks, I think it takes its full effect. So I'm ready to go. But, man, I'm going to warn you guys now. That second dose kicks your ass. And, um, man, I uh, I don't know. I just think that uh, 
it's necessary right now. I think we all should, you know, be open-minded about this. I know we don't trust the government. I know, like my guy Biden, everything's looking rough right now. And uh, we should just give, I'm going to give it, I gave it a shot. Don't, I'm not saying you guys should or you need to. Just think about it. Uh, I know a lot of people have been vaccinated, who you know, who are fine. My grandparents didn't get any side effects like I did. And honestly, if, if, if it takes one day a body aches to never have to, you know, worry about the severe symptoms of COVID-19, I'm all for it. And I'm going to sign up every time. So I hope you guys check that out. I hope you guys do that, man. And uh, I want to tell everybody thank you for booking these DJ gigs. You guys know I also DJ DJ EC3, DJ EC3661 on Instagram. Check it out. Um, we're really getting booked heavily. And it's it's a great problem to have. Uh, busy is always a great thing in business. And uh, I'm really appreciative of that also. It's getting so crazy. I have to carry a daily planner now with me because I'm, I'm, I'm having so many inquiries and so many people are, you know, the word of mouth is going, getting real, real crazy. And uh, I appreciate that, man. I really appreciate everybody looking out for your boy one time. I, I need all the bookings I could get. This is how I eat. Uh, one of the many ways that I eat. And uh, I, I, I really cannot explain that rush that you get when you're on that stage, when you're when you're doing your DJ gig, when you're doing a set, there's nothing like that rush. So we have weddings coming up, we have quintes coming up, we have backyard boogies. People are really kind of getting back into the the swing of things now. That you know that thing. I don't know if it's just the vaccinations, but this COVID, this COVID nineteen, uh, you know, panic, this phenomenon. I don't know if it's dying down yet, but you no, know, I'm seeing it. People are starting to book more gigs, so. I'm always uh, excited for new gigs, and if you guys do need anything for your future dates, you know, events, I'm the man for the job. I'll get the job done, and uh, I sound like a politician right now. I want to get the job done. Just haul at me. I want to get it done for you guys. I'm the one you need to believe in, and that's what it is with DJ EC3. Uh, I hope you guys tune in, man. I hope you guys really um, support, the, support the merchandise. We got EC3 shirts galore. I think I got like four shirts out right now. And they're all dope. But you know what my favorite one is? Keep grinding, y'all. So the the meaning of keep grinding. There's times that we're tired. There's times that we, we're fucking down on ourselves. There's times that we just say, fuck it. Why? Why do we need to keep doing this for? Why do we need to keep working? Why do we need to keep, you know, we're going to keep struggling to get where we're at. Sometimes we see that light at the end of the tunnel. And we just say, fuck it. We're going to give up. In that moment, you got to tell yourself, keep grinding. Because we're going to keep grinding till we reach that goal. We're going to keep grinding till we reach that destination. And it doesn't stop, y'all. The sun's going to rise. The sun's going to set. We have to keep grinding till the motherfucker till the lights go out. Trust me, y'all. Keep grinding. Everything right here we're getting right now. Everything you're hearing, this is part of the grind. We got so far to go, but we came so far, but we still have a far a goal now. We got levels to these goals. We ain't gonna stop at video podcast. We're not gonna stop at audio exclusives. We got so much more in the can. So much more we can produce. And just be that highlight high, you know. That's another. That's another stream of income. That's another thing I love to do. We got more news coming out of Highland High. Again, I can't give you guys all the details, but we're working on logos. We're working on presentations. We're working on get, get We're working on creating lanes for ourselves with the podcasting world, with current, with with current high, with Highland High, and it's a great opportunity. And I'm really excited for it. And I hope it goes through because I cannot wait to announce what we have going on. It's just it's an extension of what we do here, but just focusing on athletes. So I really hope we get to do that. I really hope you guys tune in for that and keep supporting. 
better. This is nothing without the people. Without the people, there's no podcasting. Without the people, there's no DJing. Without the people, there's no merchandise sales. We do it for y'all, man. We're not selling these shirts at 30 bucks a pop. We're not selling these hoodies at $25 a pop. It's $15 for everything. We're not booking gigs to, you know, to get rich. We're booking gigs to stay consistent. Consistent stream of income. And yes, it's all about the money sometimes. We know that. But it's about taking care of the ones who look out for you too. And I hope I'm doing that. I hope I hope you guys see that. And I hope you guys are staying healthy. I hope everybody's still grinding. I know we're going through difficult times. The last year has been crazy. But, you know, right here at the podcast, we're going to keep grinding. And we have a special guest today. Her name is Carissa Diaz. She's a she's a journalist here out of Bakersfield. Actually, she's in L.A. right now, but she is from Bakersfield, California. And I hope you guys really enjoy this interview. I felt like it was a real solid, uh, genuine interview. You know, I even told her before we get on, we're not going to talk. We're just going to go straight into it. It's more organic that way. And I really, really hope you guys enjoy it. I know she writes for uh, her own brand, Creating the Escape, and she's also a writer for True Urban Culture. She's been doing articles in Bakersfield Life magazine, a real good friend of mine, and I really wanted to get her, you know, her movement out there, her platform, and she shared her platform with us. Every guest that comes on the podcast is sharing their platform with us, so I hope you guys enjoy it. This is going to be my guest for episode 76, Carissa Diaz. Peace out, y'all. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and this is going to be episode 76. Good Lord, these episodes are flying by. And I have journalist Carissa Diaz live from Los Angeles. What's up, Carissa? How you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? Just, you know, always grinding, always grinding, trying to knock these pods out. A um, little behind, but that means more content for the people. So we're, we're trying to knock them out. You're making it happen, though. <laughs> I was trying to, I think I, I put my foot in my mouth a little bit with the whole Wednesday thing. I'm like, oh, what, ha- what happens with people when stuff comes up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stuff does come up sometimes. And podcasting, you know, just a little thing, what we do. So um, just want to get you on, my friend. You know, we've been friends for a while now and really love what you're doing. I see where, what, I see this movement you got going on with, with your passion. I know writing something you love to do. So I figured, hey, uh, why not? And, you know, a woman music journalist writer, why not? That's, you know, I think from the days of the source and vibe, it's always been these male figures writing these articles. And now to have you kind of take your baton and run with it, I think that's something we really um, should showcase. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I'm just happy to be on here, too, to talk with you. I know we we like said that we would like get this going, you know, a while back and we have been friends for the longest. So, you know, I'm just excited to, you know, sit down and like talk to you and have this going. And we both got the we 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 grinded right now. Mm -hmm. Like it's cool to have like we've always talked about, but I'm glad it happened at this time. It's all about timing. So I think right now with with what you have going on you're you know i see you with the bakersfield life magazine that it, you're not just a music journalist you're writing about what's going on in our community you know so that it's levels to this stuff you know what i mean yeah i'm definitely trying to tap into like other sections and like writing and stuff like that and especially like with bakersfield like you know i really hold that close to my heart and like especially like you know highlighting what's going on in the community and things like that um i really yeah just like to highlight those stories and hopefully it like crosses, you know, other people who are inspired by it as well. And just a black owned business in the Valley Plaza. I don't know if that's like, I don't know how often that's done, but to see it showcased like that and just you highlighting that, 
that's 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 awesome that's great on the resume for sure right yeah thank you yeah actually with that story it's funny because um it was a I like got the story idea from you because you had retweeted um I think it was a DJ DJ Ashby I believe it's her name yeah and you retweeted something that she was going to be out there and she was going to like uh, be DJing at the first um, Black-owned business store in um, the Valley Plaza. So I was like, dang, like, that's a really good, you know, story. And, like, I have to highlight that. Like, we don't have that. That's not, like, you know, it's very rare, especially in Bakersfield. Like, with everything being so, like, I guess separated there, like, you know, from the east side to, like, you know, the more, like, the southwest and all that. So I felt like, you know, for sure I had to, like, reach out to the editor at Baker Soul Life and just be like, hey, like, you know, like there's this amazing story, like um, I would love to, you know, write about it. And so thankfully, like, you know, it everything went well. And, you know, she said, yeah, like for sure. And everything went great. And I just reached out to um, the owner of the, um, Tyler E. Mm -hmm. And she's like this sweet, you know, this sweet woman. And she just like was open to speaking with me. And, you know, the conversation just felt so like, you know, comfortable. Yeah, and it was like, yeah. yeah. Well, like, woman empowerment. Mm -hmm. It was great. I loved it. I, like, I think your first article at BC, I still got, like, I've always, I know there's something you always wanted to do, so I was, I've been rooting for you, for sure. Thank um, you. What's kind of what your motive, I guess, your inspirations and how you got started in journalism? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I've always been, like, a real like I guess music head whether it be just like you know music in general mm -hmm. um and like back then you would always see me like with my earphones in like my iPod and stuff like that and um I would always watch like the warp tours I don't know if you're familiar with like those on like fuse and stuff like that mm -hmm. and so I think um I kind of would just like dang like I didn't know that you could have a career like you know just interviewing people in music and stuff like that and so I was like, that's something that I want to see, like, you know, and try to get into, but I didn't know what it was called. And so it wasn't until like high school when like, I was like an avid, I think, and they're like, yeah, like you need to, um, you need to figure out kind of like what you want to do, what kind of career you want. And then, so I was like, you know, like, I don't know what this is called, but I'm going to like figure out what it is. And it ended up being journalism. Mm -hmm. And so ever since then, like, I was always like, you know, like I like I want to get into that and I have to figure out how to go about that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think just, you know, um, being able to like even watch like YouTube interviews and all that, like I used to be so into that. Mm -hmm. And I just loved how like the artists or like whoever they're interviewing just like talked about, you know, whatever they had going on. Mm -hmm. And I loved like the connection that it gave between like the fans and the artists. Like you got to know like the person really well through these interviews. And that's what I love so much. And so that's why I was like, yeah, like journalism, like that's what it is, you know, like that's what I want to do. And I've like stuck by that, you know, for forever. I don't think it's change or like anything like that. So you have that love for it. Yeah, it's, it's it's a deep passion that I have. Definitely. What wrote off topic a little bit, does Angie Martinez inspire what you got going on a little bit? She does actually. Yeah. Her interview, it was so different. And I don't know, it's not just because she's a woman, just because of what she brought of the artist. It was like they were at home at Angie's house with this big ass studio, but Angie would always kind of get deeper than just music. Yeah, exactly. So, def I think she is definitely a forefather, but that was just my, that was what I was thinking at that time. No, so, yeah. And I, oh, sorry to cut you off, but I actually read her book. She has like a memoir and I actually read it. And oh my God, I was like, this woman is like everything. She's great. 
like she's like she's talked to so many like you know dope artists and she grew up like um around that so it's just like she has so much experience in that and like I eventually do want to tap in it's like the radio type of like career which would be dope but it's a lot you know danger you know they're there's so many, the limitless, there's what you could, what you could do with just interviewing people, writing about stories. Mm-hmm. When did you start writing for a newspaper? Was that at BC? Was that in high school? How did, just for our journalists, you know, I guess people who want to be into journalists, you know, aspire to do that. How did you get your step into what, what you're doing now? Yeah, so I wish I started in high school. Like, I know we had a high school paper, but mm-hmm. I did it, you know, I was having fun in high school. I wasn't thinking about a career, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think my first like time I actually was published was for BC's newspaper mm-hmm. it was when I like took a course and all that mm-hmm. and yeah we had to like you know we had to do stories and we had to come up with our own stories mm-hmm. and so yeah that was the first time I ever got published and I just love you know seeing my name like printed and just like it's yeah. just everything like oh my god <laughs> I remember I was because like, in class they would pass out this paper every morning and that's why I think I, I, I think I sent you a picture like yo is this you oh, <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, do you remember your first story? Mm, my first story, I know I had posted it like a while. I think it was your question I answered on like um my Instagram. I think it was about it was about some program happening at BC. Mm-hmm. I know that, and I know it's like and looking back, I'm like, oh my God, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. But it's it's only because like my writing, like I went too into detail when I didn't need to do that much detail in it. Mm-hmm. And I remember like the professor saying like, hey, like you did really well, but like, you know, next time you don't have to include these types of details in it. And it was like so funny, but I mean, now I know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What made you want to um, just, how do I say this? what drives you to get better what who do you inspire to make I guess who's your inspirations when you're writing who do you study like I know when we're DJing we study certain DJs or certain patterns like how is that with journalism who do you study who do you look up to yeah so a lot of the times it's um really just like I love I get I enjoy like reading the complex magazines the source magazines and stuff like that um there's this journalist I don't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's like, yo, it's like, it's you, it's Mm Y-O-H. And he's this great journalist and he writes like detailed like stories. Mm -hmm. And like, you feel like you're actually like in there with him and like the way he's explaining stuff, like and how he felt like during certain times of listening to like new music Mm -hmm. or like, like he talks about like listening to like Kendrick's album for the first time or like Nas's album for the first time. And it's just like, it like brings me back. And I'm just like, dang, like this is somebody like I'm like really inspired by. And like, I really hope that I'm able to like get that detailed into my work and, you know, kind of bring to life the story for somebody reading it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Ours, I remember reading the source at Double XL. You read these album reviews. It's kind of like, oh, this is, I'm going to listen to this album because the review was great. The journalist made me feel like, oh, I'm, I can't miss this shit. I need to listen. I need to listen one time. I think what I, what I see with your articles too, you do put that passion, you put that detail in it. Was that something that came easy to you? Or was that something that you had to work on, you know, just reps, you know, practice, practice makes perfect. Yeah. So no, it did not come easy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I first started writing, I like, I was, it was like, there's a difference between like essay story writing and kind of like um, journalistic writing. Um, they're kind of the same, but they're also very different. 
And I think I was more used to like, um, kind of like having a beginning, middle and end, which you do have that in journalism, but it's a different type of form. Like you have to kind of put in um, all the like the main information at the top. And I think that for me, I had a hard time doing that in the beginning and I didn't really know how to. And, and then it came also with like the details in it, like kind of explaining, like kind of like setting the tone for it and like setting like how it was like how your experience was in the moment mm-hmm. or like, like let's say I'm writing about like me uh, reviewing a restaurant, like mm-hmm. basically explaining like exactly what, like what I did when I went through it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that that one was hard because you really have to like tap into kind of like every senses in a way. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so I think that's what, yeah, but it was very, it wasn't easy. It, it did come with like time. And I look back now at my writing and I'm like, dang, like I could have made it a little better, but that's like also like beautiful to me. Cause I'm able to like see Yo, you know, okay. the past and how much I've grown. Yeah. How often do you look at your past work? Is that something journalists do? Like, it's kind of like, Oh, this is where I started from. And now I'm thinking where I'm at now. Um, not very often, if I'm being honest. No, I haven't. I think I did like reminisce that time when I was like trying to when I was trying to figure out what was my first um um thing that I published. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, but there are sometimes when I do look back like um on true urban culture, I'll go and look back at like at my first article mm-hmm. and stuff, but yeah, not very often. <laughs> and people and, and we we'll shout them out so I wrote down you do write for creating the escape in true urban culture, right? Yeah. Is when how did that relationship start? Because that's how I'm, you know, that's those are the stories I'm, you know, I loved all the stories, but those are the ones I'm really tapping into. I'm always reposting them because out of love, you know, I love what you're doing. It's something I knew how much you wanted to do this, so you're in it's happening now. Yeah, thank you for that. Sure. I know and you're always supporting and showing love, like I always appreciate got that. Got you, got you. <laughs> yeah, but um for true urban culture, um, I had just graduated from um Dominguez Hills mm-hmm. and so I was like a new graduate with a bachelor's and everything and I was like man like you know I really like I just want to like write I just want like an internship and to write for somebody and just to kind of make my way in there already mm-hmm. and um so I would like stay up and just like you know look look to see who had like internships and all that and mm-hmm. somehow I came across um to urban culture and I applied for it and like the next day they like hit me up and they're like hey like when can you um get an interview whatever we did the interview you know and right away they're like okay cool and so yeah and I've just I've been there for it's a year now and a year and some months and I love it like you know the really the relationships that I've built with the you know the editor and the team and the interns there it's just it's been great and they're so free like they let me like write about whatever I want to write about like I pitch the stories to my editor Mm-hmm. and I'll be like yeah like you know like write these ones and all that and they're really like they're what I want to write about you know it's not something that I'm just kind of like oh like I have to do it and all this stuff. program like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit to do with you uh. <laughs> that's awesome though I think that's you know when you get to do work and it's what you love to do it's like it's not really work right exactly yeah is that like is that, is that something that keeps you challenged I guess kind of keeps keeps you on your toes wanting to get better it does. Yeah, it absolutely does. I think that, you know, especially being like in journalism, it's so competitive. So you have to keep improving. And so I want to keep improving and keep, you know, building my skills and all that. So yeah, it does definitely keep me on my toes. Being a female hip hop journalist writer, is that still 
something that's rare in the like I'm, I haven't read a magazine forever. It's been forever since I you know picked up a double XR source, but is that something that's rare nowadays? Is that something that's you know since 2021 we're becoming more accepting of everybody who wants to talk about our hip hop culture? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I somewhat think it is rare. Um, I do know like of another music journalist um, through my roommate actually. Mm-hmm. Um, she works at the LA Times and all that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she does this, you know, really great, like, job doing, like, the music-wise stuff and all that. Um, but I, I really do feel like it, it, it is rare. I don't think that, like, a lot of people or a lot of, like, females are recognized, like, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to, like, hip-hop, because it's so, like, it's a male, you know, it's a male-dominated. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people don't expect women to know much about hip hop or like the genre itself. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, for women to have like that space or to try to get into that, I think it's great. And when they do, I feel like people are like so amazed by it, you know? Like, I mean. I, I think people sleep, and I know we talked about this before too, Vanessa Satin, when yeah. she got that editor in chief of Double XL, I think that opened so many doors. I think she was the first uh, woman on a you know major publishing for hip hop to be the ed- editor in chief, and we talked about that. Like that's that's what you're capable of doing. That's going to be you one day. Like people don't understand how many doors and how many just people like you is like, oh fuck, I could do this now. Look what she's at. Double XL at that time too. It wasn't like it is now. And I'm not saying talking shit about Double XL. It's great, but at that time it was at its peak. Like and she's running this thing, and she has some great stories, some great covers is that she's still an inspiration to what you're doing yeah definitely she like she ran that magazine you know like and every time you would get a magazine it was her her note in there first like you know, signature. Yeah, and her signature yeah, yeah, yes yeah <laughs> and like yeah that is a big motivation to me I feel like I you know eventually would want to have a spot like that and you know to be recognized and respected like to that level like that's everything especially being a, like a woman you know and yeah, like I, I, yeah, like I get excited even like thinking about that. But yeah, I remember that? I think when we went to, I, I think it was the game concert. But we were just talking about Vanessa the whole, you know, on the way over there. Like this is, this is big. Like I didn't really know if you knew who that was at the time. I'm like, oh yeah, you're in tune with what's going on with the culture. Of course you are. Yeah, yeah, I remember that conversation. Yeah, definitely. I think so. Being in tune with the culture, how? How important is it to still kind of listen to everything that's going on? I know the DJ, it's that's that's a that's just kind of part of the job description. As a journalist, what's the preparation for you to write about, you know, these artists? You're not just writing about ma- mainstream artists either. You you have artists from the you know, regional artists and whatnot. How important is it to stay like in touch with what's going on now in the game? I would say it's very important just to like know what's going on and you know the knowledge around it. Um there are like, you know, I feel like hip-hop is evolving you know like and it's every day I feel like we get like this new artist or something that's like blowing up you know music is crazy right now because you they like you can blow up overnight through a freaking TikTok like or you know anything yeah anything on the the internet is just it's you know it's crazy so you have to stay on top of that um I would say for me it is I don't know if it's just because I'm like like an old soul or something like that, but it is hard for me to like try to listen to like all the new the new rappers. I don't know, and I don't mean to throw shade, but some of them, you know, like it's a, again the game. It's a little it's 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 uh, saturated for sure. 
Mm-hmm. And it's a one and done thing, I think. It's just like, oh, that was a cool little, you know, I, I forgot the guy. Is it CJ or I forgot this new song? It's horrible. My barber was playing, like, bro, this ain't the one. It's <laughs> here, like, this is gonna like, do Wappy or something like that. But like, no, bro, I'm not bumping any of this stuff. This is not interesting to me. Like, I know you, you love the Coles and Kendricks, and we love these deep artists. Um, what's been your favorite article? You know, I guess your favorite or your, your work so far at your spot now, what's been the most challenging? Um, Like my favorite article out of the one that I've written before? Oh, or? Yeah, definitely. For um, Right now for, uh, let's do urban, the urban culture, for true uh, true urban culture, sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, I would definitely say my favorite article is the one where I covered a weekend with um, Compton's rapper Asia. Yeah. I, I think that was like, I was... I enjoyed that weekend, you know, and thankfully, you know, shout out to my coworker slash my friend. Um, mm-hmm. He knows her and he like, he does like her photography and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he was able to, you know, um, give me in like to speak with her and all that. And, you know, of course, driven culture because I had reached out um, to the reps of, you know, with the event that she was holding it at. And, you know, through that, I was able to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, you know, everything else, like, it was just, it was great because I was able to get that experience with the with the artist, you know, mm-hmm. able to talk to her about, you know, releasing her album. And it was like a collaboration between her and um, Black Arrow, which is like a, like a soccer type of company. And they kind of like are merging um, like the Black and Mexican or like Black and um, soccer community. Mm-hmm. And um, which I thought was amazing. And I wanted to highlight that. And um, yeah, but I feel like that one was just my favorite one because I was able to be in the studio with her, be able to be on set with her while, you know, she was shooting her music video. And like, you know, she was just a humble like person. And I, I enjoyed that. I really did. And that's, it was great. That's like an awesome firsthand experience. I think that just, that helps you so much in the future, right? That kind of just that's um that's experience that's just adding experience to what you got going on exactly yeah yeah it's it was like a memorable experience too definitely and and is that kind of like again I don't know much about journalism but is that kind of like you you have this conversation with the artist right and then you kind of tell what you're seeing and like what they're you know just saying them in the studio they're doing a photo shoot you kind of see what their what their emotions are and you kind of can make the reader feel that just kind of what their daily routine is yeah exactly yeah so for that one I kind of just was in the studio with her and I kind of just took in the energy and what she was doing and like how she did it and how she communicated with others and yeah I try to bring that to life um through the story I kind of just express how we left the event and we went to the studio Mm -hmm. and then I basically just um, expressed how she was how she was wrapping up her um album and so she was like back and forth, you know, um, in the in the studio, like, I don't know what it's called. What is it called? In the actual like booth. There you go. In the booth, like going, like writing the rhymes and asking like, um, hey, like, how does this sound? Like, and be honest with me, like asking like everyone around her. Mm-hmm. So you can tell like she really trusts the people who she brings around. And so I kind of highlighted that in the article. And yeah, I think she had posted that too as like one of her, one of the pictures that she posted on her actual page from the article. That's awesome. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. you see for sure. Yeah, thank do you, you. Do you ever get nervous releasing to your work to to the public? Like just seeing seeing people even like this. Like I still get nervous putting pods out. I still get nervous doing gigs. Like, do you still get nervous having people read what you feel? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think in the beginning it was more like I didn't want anybody reading my stuff, and I was just like, no, like you know. 
but it's gotten a lot easier now. Um, I do, I do get scared though. I do like get like nervous, like, oh, like, what are they going to think? And I hope I didn't like say something wrong that like offends anybody or like, I think that's the main thing I worry about. And, you know, just making sure that the message is clear and it gets across and that it's not confusing for anybody. I think that's something that we all need as creators. I think we have to overcome that because if we want the world to see our, our work, how else are we supposed to do this without releasing it? Like we can't, I had a friend there that just rapped and like, bro, we can't hear you if you're not putting it out there. Yeah. Like, how are we supposed to, how are we supposed to, how's the world supposed to know what you feel like? And I think that's what the journalism too, you, and you're not releasing just one article a month. This is something you do weekly, almost twice a week. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, how do you stay sharp? How do you prep? Is the preparation different for every article? Um, I think, I think it's kind of the same. I think I kind of have like the same little process um for like my weekly articles I kind of am already like used to it mm-hmm. so I kind of just you know like when that day comes so we have like different days that we do it and that day comes I just you know I just write um but like the process to like actually interview like big artists mm-hmm. is a little longer so like I'll spend like a day or two trying to like research them and mm-hmm. trying to make sure I have like the right questions to ask and not something that's like obvious and that may have already been in another article that I can you know find myself um and then kind of just like if it's like a community one like for like the Bakersfield life I make sure that I do my research like far back to make sure that you know maybe no one's like touched base on that or like um making sure I have like I guess either like if I have like statistics in there or if I have like you know big research I guess that I need yeah yeah, that just varies too but yeah the process is kind of It's okay. Sorry, can you see that? Good God, no. ladies and gentlemen, we uh, got a quick FaceTime call. <laughs> that right now. But I wanted to ask too, since you know you're coming on the pod, we're just it's, this is organic as hell. You know, like I even told you, we're not gonna do like, hey, why you, what's your favorite color today? Shit like that. Yeah. For questioning, how do you stay sharp with that? How do you stay like, oh, you don't want to re- keep repeating the same question? That's kind of like what even with pods, I think with that we have a relationship, so we're. Or it's going to be fine, you know, but with people I don't know for the first time coming on, I'm like, Fuck, what do I ask them? Like, what do you, what's, what's your tips for that? Yeah. So for that one, I kind of just try to think like outside the box maybe and kind of just focus on, I don't know, just, I don't know. I really try to focus on like in the beginning, maybe just getting them comfortable, you know, talking about like their background and stuff, like the usual stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to like their actual like work, I try to make sure that I'm like really in tune with what they did, you know, so I make sure I have like I listen to their stuff or I make sure that I, you know, like know what's going on with them. I think that's really that's key to it, just really knowing, you know, what they have going on. And, you know, sure. Yeah, and I think that's mainly it. Yeah, I think we, as long as we do our due diligence, that's kind of what I do. I'm like, if I do my due diligence, it's kind of you know, care about the person that's coming down, like, that's, and everything else is going to go smooth, but I know podcasting is kind of different from writing an article on them, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you guys could get off topic or something and start talking about something else. I think we definitely could do that, like, right now. What are you listening to right now? Oh, my goodness. What am I listening to? So, I'm a little, like, I'm kind of everywhere. I would say that I have, like, I am everywhere, but I'm not. So, I have, like, my own playlist that I just, like, you know, add on. It's, like, add on different albums and stuff so I have like 3,000 songs on one playlist so whatever comes up comes up but I would say um 
I'm still listening to Big Sean's recent album, so Detroit too. Yeah, this I love that one. The Demon song. I don't know which one that was, but that one's that's my joint. Yeah, something yeah. harder than my demons or something like that. I think it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. Um, what else am I listening to? Um, Coda the Friend. I was listening to that. I've been listening to that too. Um, he's more like I get. He's an independent artist, so mm-hmm. he yeah. Uh, he kind of like he has a dope little song. I forgot what it was called. Um, it's a catchy little tune. I just can't remember it. Try, it's like, like, so is hard it, to keep up though. Like you said, it's so hard to keep up. Right, it is. <laughs> yeah. About the what did you think about the uh, Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars song that just came out? That was pretty dope. That was very different. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. cool. like that's those two together, and and you you've been on Anderson Pack for a while. Just seeing him venture out of what he always was kind of that Oxnard sound, like I'm yeah. all for it. I think that I think he's gonna he's the next one to. It's been a while, but he could do some things. Like he's gonna make major. He still has major hits to come for sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, I just love how he's just like his voice is just so beautiful. Like it's just so like it makes every track just like pleasing to listen to. He stands up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what artists need to do. Like you know, you have to stand out now. If you guys are watching this, we're I don't know how you feel, but how do you feel like with the auto tune? Like I know Wayne kind of everybody wants to sound like Wayne, and it's like now they've been wanting to sound like Roddy, and that's cool. But how do you feel about this new trend of? straight auto-tune rap and it's kind of singing but it's they're still flowing on there yeah um I think it's you know it's cool I think that if you know how to do it you know if you know how to work with it you know how to like you know tap in and tap like know when to tap in and tap out mm-hmm. it's kind of just like like don't overdo it too like you know we don't want to hear like the same songs as well like you know compared to everyone else you like you said um it's good to stand out you know because that's what makes you unique and that's what's gonna make you pop compared to the other ones or something like that that's how we're gonna remember you like i think we want to remember so oh yeah he did that really well mm-hmm. i think with all these songs now it's the same hi-hat the triple hi-hats and it's the melodies it's like i love and you know we love hip-hop but i just don't like to see it stale i feel like it's a little stale right now is that something you, what do you think about that no yeah i definitely agree with you on that i feel like it's kind of just people are just putting music out and they're not really like you know, giving it their all or not really putting their heart in it, I guess you can say. And it just, it, some of the stuff does sound the same. And like I said, like with the new artists, I think I have a hard time just adapting to it maybe. And I think it does give me, you know, I have to sit with it for a while to even like, you know, get used to it or to even like enjoy listening to it, I guess. And yeah, I think as a journalist, people expect you to be like, like on it and like, you know, like love it or something, but it's just like, no, like it, it, it does take me some time to like enjoy like new artists. Definitely, I think with uh, the good with the with the amount of material that's coming out is like how could I soak all this in if we gotta listen to the next project that drops in a week? Exactly. Uh, and you, we we've been through our you know our overly dedicated stage, the first cool album, Drake's first album. This shit sat with us for four or five months, and it's like we still love it. It's like the first time listening to it. And now I think our attention span has changed, not just as a, you know, a listener, but I think as a world, like we're so used to convenience and now, 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 I think that's kind of that we're, the game's suffering from that. And I don't think there's any way, it's just irreversible damage. And it's crazy. I think that's, as a DJ, it's hard for me. I just can't keep up with everything that's out. I'm like, how am I supposed to? 
I'm still loving last week's shit that came out. (laughs) Yeah, I could imagine. And you have to, like, as a DJ, you have to be on top of it, you know, because whatever the crowd is, like, feeling or, like, whatever, like, the new music that's into it, then, like, the new kids that are, like, having a party, they want to listen to that, you know? So I could imagine that being so difficult. But you mentioned something. um, You made a good point. um, How you said, like, people want it, like, you know, they want uh, albums dropped, like, every week. And I don't know, I feel like those albums are never like, they don't like, you can't put your all into something that you just, you know, or like, you know, spitting out like, yeah. Yeah, going through the motions. Yeah, and I I feel like timeless music is like more important. And if you can sit and listen to a song, I mean, like an album from like five years ago still, like that's everything. Would you consider doing articles like that? Just say, you know, uh, Good Kid, Mad City, They say it's 10 years next year. Would you like? I, I can see you writing an article about, hey, this is how I first felt listening to this, and now this is how I feel listening to it. Now, as you know, I'm ten years older, I'm a grown woman. I was a young woman back then, but now I'm a grown woman. That would be cool too. See, I can see you definitely do. I think people would enjoy that too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like I've thought about it before, but like now, I like how you mentioned how like from ten years I was like, you know, younger. You don't really like realize all this stuff. But like now I do, I do catch myself pointing out things from like Kendrick's album or like, you know, another album like damn, Like I didn't even realize like this is what he meant like back then. So yeah, maybe that's something like. And the always I'm saying because it's so fucking scary because I'm 30 now, right? So 10 years ago when I was listening to the, uh, I was listening to the, you know, the Kendrick Lamar EP and maybe feel a certain way. But now I listen to it as a man, I'm like, so this is how it felt. I'm going through, I went through some of those life experiences. I'm like, oh. He was, talking, he was ahead of his time because I'm still, it, shit, it still feels in my heart like, oh man, like Uncle Bobby or, you know, Faith or uh, damn, let me be. Like that stuff, I, I still feel that way. I'm like, bro, let me just be me. Let me just figure out what I got to do still. I don't need everybody in my ear. I'm, like, it's crazy how music like that, I don't know if it's these artists nowadays are going to be capable. Are we going to listen to my guy who the barbershop was showing me in 10 years? Like, I don't know if that's possible now. Mm-hmm. yeah I do find that hard because I, I completely understand where you're coming from and like I don't know I feel like we hold like um good experiences too or like mem- memorable experiences from like you know old albums or past albums and it's just like some of the stuff they put out now it's like I don't know I don't think that like I'll have like a memory like oh like I remember you know when this happened like with some of them you know like it doesn't just bring that memory up I think that's what hip hop is, though. I think hip hop does make has like has like that good feel. I know it wasn't always positive what they were speaking about, but then it's like, yo, I was I feel what my guys going through right there, and I don't I don't feel that anymore. I feel like everybody has different subject. Maybe the subject matter is a little different too. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel like writing your articles? How what's your selection like? Okay, this is what I want to talk about when a story catches your eye. What kind? What's the process of that? Um, I think like it depends. Like if they're like if I'm really interested in it, and maybe if it's something that like I enjoy, or like an artist that I enjoy, that's like that would that's what really catches my attention. Um, mm-hmm. or if it's just something cool that's going on in like the mu- music industry, like maybe a rapper is tapping into like helping the community. Like I really love stories like that. Like you know them giving back or um stuff like that. Um, I just really like highlighting too, like um like I said like like just community stuff like a lot of um like people giving back or what what someone is bringing for that community and stuff like that mm-hmm. I don't think positive gets sold a lot nowadays I don't know if positive is the wave 
Exactly. People love to hear, I'm, I'm, and we all love to hear negative shit. I'm on World Star all the time looking at some crazy shit. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. We hear the positive stuff. I think we need that. See, I think that's that's lane that that's always good. I think some people may think, oh, that doesn't get the looks, but I'm like, no, if you read what these people are doing behind the scenes without a, you know, without their selfie camera on, I think yeah. things are being done. I think that's cool that you highlight stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I understand exactly what you mean. And um, especially like, I feel like a lot of, I guess, I don't know if you would call them like journalism, but yeah, like a lot of like journalists um, do highlight like rumors or they do highlight like, you know, like drama going on in like somebody's life or some artist's life. And I'm like, you know, like they do have their own lives, you know, they're humans, they're like, they're gonna go through stuff, like, like, let them deal with that, you know, on their own. And if they haven't said anything about it, then why bring it up? Like, how do you feel about articles? And I, I read these articles all the time, like, they're a little bit more opinion based, like, oh, Lil Uzi released a double album today, and I didn't feel it. So it must be whack. Like, how do you combat? I don't think that's good journalism, right? Or is that me just like, you tell me how I should feel. Like, why don't you tell me how you feel? That I could be, I could just dive into what you're saying and see if I feel the same thing. Because yeah. opinions are okay to have, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the the opinion pieces are like where a lot of journalists get backlash on it, and it's just like that's why I I can't with those. Like, I I just personally like I don't think I can sit there and write an opinion and make you try to feel what I'm feeling. Like. Mm -hmm. You know, it's completely different than a review, you know. Um, review, you're giving, like, the facts and stuff, like, on what you hear, but, like, what you don't like. Um, and with the opinion, it's, it's just, like, I don't know. To me, it's it's not something that I like and I won't write about. Yeah, it's definitely a turnoff. And you see, like, that's why I stopped being Complex. Complex does that so much. It's, it's a prestigious publishing website, and people look to this stuff for the culture, what's going on now yeah representation is not now like dude that's not right like like let's say you know okay currency's new album you know this is a real jazzy album it's it's you know this device but no nah, it's different it sounds like his last one so it must be whack he must have had any good ideas like yeah. oh, bro like you have to be part think you have to write in like a half full point of view do you agree mm -hmm. with that yeah yeah no i definitely agree with that i feel like sometimes they get to like I don't, I don't know if it's the people who they may like hire there or something like that. But yeah, I do come across some articles where I'm just like, that's not exactly like what I got out of it. Like, what are you like, you know? And so I think it's just different opinions and, you know, different um, journalists trying to like tap in and get different angles. Cause you know, that's really what, what they try to do as well. So they can get a story, you know, like they have to pitch different angles and have different views on it, I guess. And maybe that's what it is, but. Is that something you enjoy doing too? Just having different, I guess, different outlooks on situations that are going on in the game right now or just what's going on in the community right now? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I think that it is, it's needed, you know, um, to have a different view or to have like, to be open-minded with things and to try to see it from like a different perspective. Um, yeah, I think that if we kind of had the same, you know, it would just be like repetitive. And so, yeah, it is definitely needed. I guess we go mainstream real fast. The Grammys. Did you have a pick at all who was gonna win? Did you pick Nas? I mean, I I don't even know what to think about the Grammys anymore. Like, 
yeah, I mean, I had hope that, yeah, like Nas or like, I don't even know what category was that one in. I forget. Nope. That was his best out rap album of the year. I know there's a lot of controversy because I think we had Jay Electronica, Gibbs, Nas. I forgot who else was on there, to be honest with you. But there was a lot of good ones, huh? I do respect the Grammys, though. Like, that's still how <laughs> I judge my album. Like, okay, they got album of the year. Yeah, it's just kind of... <laughs> even when Macklemore beat Kendrick, I was like, he had a good album. Like, you can't be bad at it. Uh, no. <laughs> I can't. I'm just like, who? Like, why? And even to this day, I'm just like, no, like, Macklemore. <laughs> no, right. The Grammys, like, it has, like, its hit and misses, you know, with things. But I feel like some years people think that they favor, you know, specific, like, backgrounds or, you know, um, the genders or something like that, you know. Um, but I don't think that they can ever please everybody just because everyone has their own opinion. So whoever's on the, like, committee is definitely going to have a different opinion than, like, you and I. Um, whoever they thought that, like, you know, should win is different from like who I feel or you feel yeah. so I don't know I just it's really hard and I mean I don't think that they're gonna be able to please everyone so definitely can I get I need man I know I know everybody's not a big hip hop head like us but I'm like <laughs> I love Nas dude and I'm a hater I'm a Nas hater but I'm like are you really that's the best I'm, oh yeah I love Nas what he says but sometimes the way he raps pisses me off oh my god like how <laughs> I love his rhymes what well, he said he's an MC all the way but his I think it's the beat selection too in the beginning. I used to like mm -hmm. others. Like I think it was um, that's not stillmatic. What I think it's I am or it was written. Uh -huh. it was horrible, yo. He has some horrible beats. Man. I can't. Yeah. I, and I everybody. I think Illmatic's a great album, but it's not better than Reasonable Doubt. It's not better than Ready to Die. And everybody puts Illmatic top five. I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it. And everything's on the big. I am a nauseator, but I'm like I, just, I guess that's a crazy opinion. Damn, I didn't know you were a Nas hater. I thought you like like Nas. <laughs> no, I, I'm a Nas hater for sure. Oh my god! No, I, I, I don't know. I definitely feel like Illmatic had a lot of like good songs, or like maybe like most of his like well known songs, I guess, are on there, and so that's why I I enjoy that one just because a lot of them I I grew up listening to, or I just you know enjoy it I guess I don't even think like I listen to like reasonable doubt but um I don't know I'm just not really I think it has to be a different mind state too I don't know I think with the mind state like reasonable doubt's kind of like even right now I still listen to because you know we're grinding all day and that just makes me want to grind harder like what he's saying about how we double shit up or how we're just going against all odds like that shit resonates with me 25 years later you know yeah, I love that stuff what's yeah. We could talk about life a little bit. What's going on with you right now? Like you, you know, I think you're you're in LA for a while. What's going on there? Yeah. So um, I did. So after like I graduated and stuff, I did move out here. I did stay out here, and then um, I was out here for like a year, I think. And then the pandemic hit, and then I was like, okay, I'm just gonna be gone like um, for two weeks. Like we had like two weeks off of work. Well, not off of work. I was working remotely, mm -hmm. and then. Um, yeah, and two weeks turned into a whole year in Bakersfield. I know, I heard um, you telling me, oh, it's only going to be for a few weeks. I'm like, okay, cool, you know, we'll link up. And I'm like, oh, guess you're, the, the pandemic, you're, you know, one of many. Like, the pandemic's super, it affected so many people in different ways. So, yeah. 
Heck yeah, yeah. And I was just like, you know, like I wanted to stay close to family because I didn't know what was going on. Like we've never been in a pandemic before. And so I was like, you know, like, let me just stay out here for a little bit. And I like gave it to like, I think July maybe, or I don't even know what. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay out here a little longer. And then a lot too had to do with like health reasons. Like, so all like my health, like, um, I guess like my insurance and stuff like that, it's all in Bakersfield still, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have to like keep going back and forth. And so at that point, I like a lot of stuff was going on and I was just like, you know, like I think the, like it's best for me just to like stay here and just to figure it out. And then once I have everything situated, I'll, you know, go back out there. Yeah. And thankfully, like my roommate, it's one of my roommates from, um, that I've like, I've been really close to since like Dominguez. And um, thankfully, um, his family was like I stay you know here with them mm-hmm. and thankfully they're like you know like that's fine like whenever like you want to come back like you know you can come back and your stuff is here and all that and so yeah I'm definitely blessed to have that and but yeah so now it's been a year and I'm back <laughs> and you, I, I know the last year you enjoyed this Thea life and isn't it crazy yes definitely I see your niece and nephew, how big they are. I'm like, good Lord, yo. Like, how did time fly so fast? I know. They're like, it's crazy because, like, even when I was out here, like, going to college and stuff, I, like, I would miss them. You know, like, I wasn't, like, as, like, I was close, but, like, FaceTime, like, it doesn't really, like, it's not enough. And so I had, like, I really enjoyed being back home and just seeing, you know, like, what they're into all over again and, you know, just enjoying, like, the little cuddles that we have or, like, you know, like, we have a good, like, little bond and they're still, like, attached to me. And it's just, like, it's beautiful, to, like, to have and to see. So I definitely did enjoy that. I still can't believe I have three nephews and a niece. I'm like, and a bond. It's like, we love each other. Like, these are my guys. This is my girl. Like, it's, and I see we can relate to that, too. It's, it's, it's it brings, like, pure joy. And sometimes when the world's shitty and things are just not going the way they need to go, it's like, huh, there's that pure joy right there. Come here and give people a hug. Like exactly. They just know how like to turn everything around and just be like, dude, like you're just having a bad day. Like, yeah. here you go. Here's some smiles right here. <laughs> and you know, we love our sisters too. So it's kind of cool to see them become mothers and I guess not be responsible, but just be an adult and just be responsible for these, these little ones now. And I'm sure seeing your mom as a grandparent is pretty cool. Like, that's something I'm still getting used to. I get jealous all the time. Do you really? <laughs> I'm jealous of my, my dad was never that huggy, dovey, lovey-dovey type. And so I'm like, man, you guys got the good side of father. Like, what the hell, man? So, but it's cool seeing that side of them, though. You know, I think life is, you know, crazy. The older we get, too, I think we're, we see how lucky we are um because you know some you know we have friends that didn't make it out here or some friends who just don't got that grind and they settled or they just want to do other shit that's cool but I think with us we're here we're not settling anytime soon you know what I mean yeah. and, and I, that's another thing I really wanted to get you on too see because I, I I do want to thank you because I like the way you I seen your first article at BC when you graduated from BC yo you gave me a shot to fucking DJ your party Oh, yes, of course. My ass came in with like <laughs> three guys carrying a speaker pop, and here I come with this big ass amp. 
With a fucking red yellow cord connected to my laptop with no DJ software at all. Oh my god. Oh my god, dude. I'm just fucking going off ear. I'm like, oh, this might sound cool. No idea what I was doing, yo. So you made it happen though. You freaking and you know like the music I'm already into. So you kind of like mix that into what you liked and what's like good at a party. <laughs> I'll never forget that stuff that that was one of my first gigs and you know I, I showed you love like don't pay me it's cool like yeah. I was just happy to get a shot I was hungry for a fucking shot you know, I would charge a hundred bucks for six hours I just needed a shot you know what I mean yeah. I, I knew I was capable of what's going on now but I just needed it you know how it is we just want we just need opportunities to show what our passions are mm-hmm, exactly. I really appreciate that my friend I'll never ever forget that like you really helped me out yo you gave me that 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 just doing your you know I know the backyard boogie been celebrating you know your big accomplishment but that gave me a lot of confidence and I learned a lot that night and it's been crazy what's going on now and I appreciate you supporting what's going on now too I know you got a shirt I'm gonna give you that when you call hope this weekend I'll I'll, I'll swing by and do that yes I was hoping I was hoping I would be in town so I could wear it today but next time because i definitely this isn't the only time i want you on you know i think what i really want to do with this podcast is have like um like like how how i say this um reoccurring guests but it's kind of like you're familiar with who's coming on we've had them before just want something that for the people could be familiar like this is where we started at we kind of got your background now we could just jump from the next one what's the latest greatest you know what i mean and uh, I think it'll work out. See, I, I think it's going to go well. And I really, I'm, I'm rooting for you all the way, my friend. All the way. You as well. You as well. You're doing big things. You're, you know, with your, the DJ, with the podcast. You know, you're getting a whole bunch of people on here, you know, making a difference too and spreading, like, you know, the word for different things. And that's great. You know, that's, that's what Bakersfield needs. That's what the community needs. And, you know, you're doing it. <laughs> versatile just like you're being versatile with your work you know you're doing things for the community talking about you know you're having black businesses in the mall talking about puffy and his or jay-z and his deals talking mm-hmm. about album reviews um i don't know was your magazine doing like a live interview today or what was going on with that we're creating the, sca- the escape yeah, was it who's doing the interview the live interviews one of your publications you work for is it creating the escape well i think it um yeah, well, creating the escape, um, that's my personal one. So that's one that I'm just going to take off and try to do, like, more, like, local um, interviews with, like, artists or designers and photographers and stuff like that. Just kind of tap into, like, the creative world mm-hmm. and kind of just, um, you know, just bring out what, you know, they're bringing to the art communities and kind of highlighting them so they get their support as well. And But, yeah, so that's actually tomorrow. I do have to go live today, actually, to figure out all like the stuff and all that because I haven't been live in a while and so I need to work that out <laughs> it's only 60 minutes don't forget oh okay <laughs> they cut your ass off so just be shoot now I know <laughs> what's the, what's homeboy's name again I'm sorry the one you're doing tomorrow um skip skylark Skylark. yeah no I, I his boy is one of my, it was my sister's brother-in-law's best friend so i okay. know him pretty I, you know i see him around around the town sometimes so i'm glad you're doing that though see i think um and anyway i can help you of course too like any artist that you want to get plugged in with i told you that before like, let's do it yo like whatever i can help create your brand um we need more um circulation of the 
goods and the wealth here. I think everybody needs to start doing that. Some people are stingy with their resources. I don't ever want to be like that with my friends, especially my friends like you are trying to build something off what you love and it's genuine. Like whatever I can help you with, see, I'll be more than happy to help you with. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you as well, if I can, you know, do anything journalistic or if I do anything with Korean Escape, you know, let me know too. I'm really looking forward to your interview tomorrow. That's, that's every, I think everyone, I'm sure you know, it's every interview is a stepping stone to the next one. Yeah. That's how we, it's hands on too, you know, like even with this, I think my friend was telling me when I first had people on, I was kind of sketchy. I was like, uh, 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 like, no, it's organic. I think the more, the less we plan, the better. I'm not saying you should do that to yours. <laughs> But I think the less we plan it, it's like, yo, we're just fucking wait the way it's supposed to be. Exactly. It just flows a lot better like that. Like, you don't have to, like, worry about, like, you know, what you have to ask next or, you know, what's this and that. Just kind of, you know, just go with it and just, like, let it flow, like, organically. So with creating the escape, is that one of your goals, like, in the next couple of years, is to build that up and kind of get that to be your main priority? Yeah, honestly, it it is. It's been, you know, I kind of just want to figure out how I can, you know, work for myself in a way. Like, it's always been a dream for me to, like, work for, like, these big publications. And I really hope that I do get to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do want to just be able to, like, have my own thing going, you know, be able to do what I want to do. Like, if I want to interview this person, like, I'm going to interview this person, you know. And I kind of just want to bring that to Bakersfield and even, like, to LA, too, because I kind of interview both. Mm -hmm. But mainly, like, to Bakersfield, you know, because we don't really have that out there. And I do want to make that, I do want to blow up with that, honestly. Like, I do want that to get bigger and just, you know, for mainly, like, you know, artists and the people around. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I think you could, and I I know you could do it. I think we just, as long as, and I, I'm sure you've seen the shirt, I think you just got to execute, have some consistency, perseverance, and some luck. And I think you could do it. That's, that would be my advice. Like, yeah. you can't, you got to be consistent with it. This isn't, and I'm sure you know, you do this every week. I think that people are watching being consistent is going to change the fucking game for you. Like, no matter what, there's some days I don't want to do a pod. There's some days I don't want to DJ. There's some days I don't want to go coach. But just being consistent, just making the best of it, I think you could do it. See, and I know you will. You got the you got the passion. That's another thing we relate. Your writing is just the way I care about fucking music and this podcasting. It's cool to talk to people like you and you understand what, it t- what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I completely agree, you know. Just to like to speak with somebody and just to be around, you know, to have them in your like circle and just know that like you can, you know, like I can hit you up and be like, hey, like, what do you think about this? Or, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, it's definitely needed and um, to build that like connection with others, too. Yeah, we got to keep the circle, you know, going. It has to just be this nonstop giving. That's all karma. And I think that's all luck eventually. So like I said, though, my friend, if you ever need anything, just want to connect or just somebody I know, hey, can you give me, I'll plug you in anytime. I don't, I would love to do that. And I would love to see what you guys come up with. You know, I think, especially podcasting, I think it's not rap. We should show love to everybody who's podcasting or trying to build a platform because there's so many, there's enough eyes and ears for everybody. I got love for every podcast. I don't listen to all of them. I can't, I don't have the time, but you know, I should. Do your thing, my guy. I want you to do it. If you're taking some ideas, you want some sponsors, that's why I do it. Just take my idea. If you're better than me, cool. I want to learn from you. That's just the way it is, you know? Exactly, yeah. And you kind of have to be like that, you know? It's not like it's not like you shouldn't be greedy with it, you know? And I feel like there, like you said, there are, you know, there's enough room for everyone. Everyone to grow and everyone to eat, so. 
Absolutely. And what you what, and all, everything's on these damn phones now. You know what I mean? Everything's on these phones. So I think what you're doing is perfect. There's an avenue for it. Um, I've been learning that too. A business is there an avenue for what you're doing? Then feed it. So you're feeding it. They'll see. I'm, I'm happy for you. And I hope tomorrow goes well for you. Is that your first time doing an online or a live interview? Um, it'll be my second time. I did do one for True Urban Culture um, back in, oh, last Easter, actually. So it's crazy how things happen. But yeah, um, that's my only one that I've done. So we'll see how it goes. And I'm a little nervous, but. <laughs> You're going to do well. This, honestly, this is going to be like today. Just go into it, open my, I'm sure you're going to prep. That's what you do. I'm, I'm not a prepper at all, horrible at prepping. So you're going to do well, though. I'm going to be watching, and um, I want to be rooting for you. I hope you guys do well. You have a good artist that's up and coming, and there's a lot of them in the field right now. So I'm sure you're going to be able to have a, you know, you pick a litter for sure. Yeah, thank you. Thank and you. they all need that publicity. Like, just like, you know, we all need it. We all need someone to put us on their platform. And this to show the people we got because we all got you got different followers than I do. I'm sure people are gonna watch this podcast for the first time and maybe they are like, hey, this motherfucker knows what he's talking about. Or hey, he made he he made Carissa feel comfortable and maybe let's see if his other guests felt like that. So I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share your platform with me too, though. See, I really do. Of course. No, and thank you for you know just asking me to be on here. Like I, I think this is like the only time I actually really been on this side to where it's like I don't know not that I mean like not like it's an interview or anything but just okay. like you're yeah. answering the questions that I'm asking it's like the roles have reversed yeah it's cool and I've been bugging you forever you know you know that <laughs> I just think but it's executed it's finally saying yo this is the date we're gonna do with it we're gonna fucking stick to it and we're staying on yo like yeah, I and just, I think it's just coming up with ideas too like even the football coaches that wasn't part of the plan at all oh wow that's the good thing about podcasts. You can do what the fuck you want. Like, oh. That's true. And especially when it's yours, you get to be like, well, I want to talk to this person. So let's get you on. And there's no, like, I was telling myself, okay, why can't I just have the coaches on? Why does it need to be an hour conversation? It could yeah. be 20 minutes about what they're going through. There's COVID season throughout the week and just put us up an episode and whoever listens, listens, it will keep it pushing. Um, it doesn't have to be, there's no rules to this shit. Yeah. And that's, I think something with creating the escape, see, there's no rules to what you're doing, yo. Make mm-hmm. it your own, Carissa. Seriously, make it your own. And people love that shit. Yeah, yeah. That's what I try to keep telling myself. Like, I like in the beginning, I was like overthinking it. And then I was like, you know what, whatever. Like, I want to do it and I'm just going to do it. And whatever happens, it happens. And, mm-hmm. you know, if something fails, I just learn from it and, you know, do, do better the next time. But yeah. yeah, so then I just started, you know, figuring stuff out by myself and I'm like, managing it by myself. I'm, you know, doing everything. So, I'm really learning the different aspects and stuff like that. And it's it's time consuming, but you know, I'm enjoying it. So dude, it doing everything yourself is a fucking hassle. It is. <laughs> it's so hard. Like I've been going through it like this with scheduling and cutting. Now we're you know, we're doing that's why I was I was hoping to come in here because we have the I wanted to get the live podcast. Um next time for sure. But yes, next time. But we will plan it to where I'm actually in town. So yeah. that was my love. Just seeing, just trying to set up cameras and no one's ever taught us that shit. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. So it's it's crazy. Like you said, doing everything on your own. It's a beautiful feeling though. See, once you start getting the success that you want and just, I, I like to keep low expectations. So I'm like, oh, it exceeded that? Cool. He wasn't just something right. Yeah. Uh, but like you said too, every every time something fails, it's not, it doesn't have to be a loss. It's a lesson. And 
you know, if you ever, like, again, like if you ever need anything with pep talk, I'll try to help you as much as I can. I try to, with all my friends who want to venture to their own things, we just got to learn how to keep it pushing on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Sure. I feel like you, you definitely like motivate me though. Like you, you know, you show your the support and all that stuff. And like, you know, you'll hit me like randomly, like, Hey, like, you know, good job and stuff like that. Or, you know, mm-hmm. this and that, just like showing love and, you know, like that, that definitely motivates me. And, you know, obviously too, like with your podcast and, you know, the other things you got going on definitely motivated me to get back to with creating the escape and, you know, just to try to like, you know, push that out and, you know, to continue it and do stuff like that. So. And I think what you've done too, you, 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 not perfect, nothing's ever perfect, but you got your, you have your craft where you want, where you, where it needs to be to do what you're doing now. And yeah. You couldn't have done that two years ago. I don't think maybe you weren't ready, but now two years later, you're starting to see, okay, I got to do this. Maybe you are ready now. And that's a beauty too. It t- it takes time. You know, I never wanted to do video podcasts. Like, who gives a fuck? Why, why do people want to see me? But no, it's necessary. And I wasn't ready two years ago. I was like, let's do audio. So I think you're ready now. See, it's just, it's timing. Timing is a crazy, crazy thing in life. Yeah. And yeah, you mentioned like, about well like with me it was like writing like I just wanted to write articles on these people Mm -hmm. that I was interviewing but it's like it only reaches a certain amount of people you know like you're not like not a lot of people are are into like reading stuff you know so they're not going to be like yeah like let me go read this article like unless you know the person and unless like you know that's what you want to learn about then yeah but I feel like video videos and lives and interaction with other people like people love that you know and it's more like I feel like that's needed and back then I was not going to do that I was like I was too shy you know and now I'm just kind of like okay like I'm I'm ready to like expand expand like my skills and like things like that so you know what it takes to get where you want to be uh-huh. right like and, and I feel that 100% there's some things I like still like oh, I don't know but this is what I want to do and this is what you asked for like so I, I believe in you though so I think you do well you know at least you're aware and Again, you're you're trying you're throwing it out the wall. If it sticks, it sticks. We're gonna learn from it, and that and another thing too, we can't be content. Yeah. Content's a fucking disease. You're like, oh, I'm comfortable. It's cool. I'll release one pot a week. Exactly. Like you just gotta keep doing it, yo. You keep keep grinding. You're gonna learn every time you do this. You'll learn something for sure. I'm sure you know every article, every interview you've done. So. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And every time, like I you said, I. It, Everything I, I see, it's like, it's on my mind. I got to hit the person. I'm like, yo, I like that. I was feeling that. Because I know how, you, especially creators, we love that feedback. That's what we do it for, right? Exactly, yeah. How important is feedback to you? Is that like, is that something you're like, oh, I can't wait to people think about this? <laughs> I mean, yes and no. I think that, like, a lot of the stuff, I kind of just do it because I'm into it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but I do I do want people to actually acknowledge it. Like, I would love if people, like, you know, read it or just skim through it. All you got to do is just skim through my articles and, like, you pick something out from that, wonderful, you know? Um, I think the bigger pieces is what I'm more, like, like, you know, like, I write a lot, you know? So I'm, like, I hope somebody actually reads this because I put a lot of effort into it, you know? And, yeah, so it's definitely, like, I do care, but then sometimes I'm, like, okay, like, not everybody is going to, you know, so... And I think you have to have that mindset. It's on to the next one, right? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an exhausting mentality, though, man. Yeah. It's so exhausting. I'm, I'm like, oh, that's, how, that's how it is with every gig. On to the next one. I'm like, damn, I just killed this shit, though. Like, can we talk 30? 
<laughs> you just want to like enjoy it for just like a little bit and it's like no like you got to get right back to work like <laughs> Fuck! I I could do perfect in my office. I could do better next time because you know the next crowd is never gonna hear the set. Like that's my biggest. Like I had a good set. The person next week's never. People next week ain't gonna hear that shit. So you gotta do all over again. It's mm-hmm. pressure a little bit, but you'll be. I think again. I'm really looking forward to what you have going on tomorrow with Skip. I think it's his name. Is that Skip. Sorry, yeah. my guy. Sorry, you have so many rappers in our heads. I forget. <laughs> though. I know. I have like it's like tongue tied. <laughs> You'll be fine tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'll be watching, and um, I'm sure everybody's going to watch this podcast. And I really appreciate you coming on. See, is there anything, you know, any shout-outs you want to give? Um, we know your Twitter information, your social media information, where they can find your work. Yeah, so if you guys want to find my work or my Instagram, it's at Carissa Andrea. Um, my Twitter is at underscore Cedrea. Mm-hmm. And I mainly just post, like, my articles on my Instagram. There's, like, a link in my bio if you want to read anything um creating escape is at creating escape um yeah i'll be doing live interviews almost every week and we'll see how that goes yeah you ever need your boy on too let me give me a while let me just build up what i, I got some moves going on get me on there yo i'll be yes, i already thought about it you're already i like wrote down a list of who i want if you're on there <laughs> anytime, yo, anytime. I'll, I'll be more than happy just to come through and you know give you the love that you gave me and i really appreciate being on episode 76 um i think we released a saturday so whenever people are watching we're gonna get it knocked out I'm a little behind on pods but more content you know how it is content is everything so yeah. <laughs> i think this is great though i think we did i think we killed it see yeah. it being on, you know? thank you for having me i really appreciate you as well from carissa diaz we have episode 76 of the sts podcast and we out <laughs>